0: better than that. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, right? And So we rejoice and we'll be glad in it. Scripture says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And so we're so grateful that you're here with us this morning. My name is Pastor Derek Parks. I'm so grateful to welcome you here this morning. If this is your first time, we're very, very glad that you're here. Um, and so uh, I'm going to open us up in prayer today and invite the worship team to come. Um, as we prepare for our worship service today. And so uh, pray with me um, as I pray. Father, we pray today, God, by your spirit and by your grace, God, that you would uh, strengthen us today, Father. God, we need you today, Lord. We need you, God. We are in desperate need of you today, Father. God, so many of us are struggling with illness right now and tragedy. So many of us are dealing with so many varied things, God. But we ask today, Jesus, because we know, God, that you are a comforter. And, God, that you are a provider, God, and that you provide for your people. And so, God, we gather together today, God, as people are called by your name. And we come together today, God, to worship you today, Jesus. We come together, God, to lift you up today, Jesus. We come together today, God, to sing praise and give glory and honor to your name, Jesus, because you alone are worthy, Jesus. You alone are worthy, Jesus. There's no other name, God, given under heaven today, where men must be saved. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. There's no other name powerful enough to save. There's no other name that is strong enough to deliver and to restore and to heal and to comfort and to provide. And so, Jesus, we thank you for your name today, Lord. We'll praise your holy name today, Jesus. We'll magnify your name today, Jesus. We'll exalt your name today, God, because you are worthy of praise and honor today. And so, God, we lift you up today, Jesus. God, we invite you into this place today, Jesus. God, would you join us today, Father, as we gather for worship. God, I pray for every person that's here today. God, I pray for every person on their way. God, I pray, God, that you would bless us, strengthen us, God. And God, we pray today, God, that you would receive glory and honor today, God, because glory and honor belong to you. God, there's no one else deserving of it. <laughs> there's no one else deserving of praise. There's no one else deserving of honor, God. There's no one else who's deserving of that but you, Father. And so we've rid everything else from our lives right now, God. God, we leave everything at the door, Father. God, we leave all the stuff outside, Father. And God, we're coming in here to do business today. God, we come to do business with you today, God, and to display your glory, God, God, throughout the whole earth, God, as being people who gather together to worship the Savior, people who gather together to worship the King of Kings. Anybody know him to be the King of Kings today? He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. Anybody know him to be that? He's the Lord of Lords. How excellent is your name? (laughs) in all the earth how excellent is your name in all the earth how excellent is your name
1: Shit.
2: You believe.
0: believe that there's nothing better than him? Maybe you think it's your job or your house or your car or whatever. Maybe you think it's the amount of money in your bank account. That's not me either. (laughs) But there's nothing better than him. Amen. Amen. Anybody happy about that? Like that the God you serve is the greatest thing ever. Like he's the best thing in the world. And so we God for that, and we thank God for His mercy and His kindness towards us. And so I don't know why I'm up here, but um, you guys can take your seats. (laughs) And somebody's doing announcements. It's not me. I don't know who they are or where they are. (laughs) Okay.
2: lady that slammed on the brakes in front of her to get out the car to help the person that was flipped over. And she ran into the back of them, totaled her car, right? And she walked away from it, okay? She walked away from that accident. with a concussion, her knees were banged up somehow. This is what she said to me, and this is what I want you guys to realize. She said, Tay, I didn't have on a seatbelt. I just knew from the impact I was going to go flying through that windshield she said I don't know how I stayed in that car she said I pushed my knees up against the wheel and I just said alright this is it I'm, I'm ready and it was God who kept you in that car don't ever forget it don't be confused it was God who kept you in that car and I want to remind us of his goodness this morning with this um, scriptures from Psalms 103 right it says praise the lord my soul and forget not his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Forget not all of his benefits. That's what it says. It says don't forget. When you're in the midst of trouble, don't forget what God can do. Don't forget it. So this morning we're going to sing Make a noise to heaven if you receive, if you believe the promises of God are yes and amen.
0: They were singing, I was just thinking about the passage where Moses says to the Lord, he says that if your presence doesn't go with us, then don't even send us. And so there's this deep reality that's in our lives and in our hearts that needs to be expressed that so many of us are trying to do things outside of God's presence in our lives. We're making decisions without him. Trying to make plans without him. We got to be resolved in our spirit that if the Lord doesn't go before us, then we won't even go. So many of us have tried to go out on our own (laughs) and we failed. We've fallen flat on our face, we've messed things up, we've ruined some relationships. to go it alone. Like it's it's too difficult. It's too much. It's too much for us to bear. We're trying to carry God weight. And what we need to realize and recognize
1: their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you.
0: even matter because you are for us and if God be for us, I wish I had some believers in the room today, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God, the God of the universe is before us, who or what can be against us? Write a Roman say, Nothing. <laughs> nothing can separate us from His love. Nothing can pluck us from His hand. Nothing can move us out of the protection of our God. Hallelujah. I wish I had some people in the room who could believe that in their heart and soul. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through some crazy stuff this past month. Maybe I got a little bit to get out of my system. Y'all are probably not. But what I recognize is that in the middle of all this stuff, God was for me. And when I look out over this room, I see a whole bunch of people who have God by their side, who God was for them. There was some stuff that you didn't think you were going to make it through. God helped you make it through. And so I don't want us to miss the opportunity to rejoice and give praise to God what He's done for us. Because He's been good. He's been good. He's been good. He's been good to me. I know He's been good to you. has been good. God's been so good. He's been so good. And God, we thank you. We praise your
1: Blast.
2: Pop in my CD and let me run a rhyme And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's the
0: summertime Summer, summer,
1: summertime Ooh, summertime Time to sit back and unwind Time to sit back and unwind Summer, summer, summertime Summertime Time to sit back and unwind Time to sit back and unwind
0: Y'all all right? Y'all okay? All right, man. I'm so glad to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm so glad to be back. Um, thankful for all of you, all your prayers, um, all of your phone calls and text messages, and sending food and uh, sending uh, gas cards <laughs> as we were going back and forth up to New Jersey. Um, just handling things for my father's funeral and then for my, my little cousin's um funeral and so you know, it was just it was just back to back. They my, my dad died on July eighth and my nephew was, I'm sorry. He's my cousin. But you know, black people. When somebody's your cousin and they're younger than you, that's your nephew. <laughs> so he's the same age as my son, so that's my nephew. Um but my cousin um, you know, he was he was murdered in uh in Camden. We were back and forth uh to highway. I preached two funerals a week apart at the same church, then in the same spot uh where I eulogized my dad, eulogized my, my nephew. So, um it was a rough rough couple of days and months there. But we felt your prayers, uh, we felt your encouragement. Um, again, thank you for everybody who came past and out at the house and just helped us to laugh and not think about stuff and um, helped us in so many of the numerous ways that you guys helped us. Um Jaquan sent somebody to come do our laundry, like and to clean our house like fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um so so grateful again to be here back in the House of Lord guys. And so uh y'all been in a series called Summer Jams. Um, And so we've had some guest preachers come through. Um, This is really wild. I don't know if I shared this with you guys, and I'm going to share it really quickly. But the first guest speaker who was here, Pastor Justin Cole, um, I used to work with him. And so I knew he was a pastor, and, and I said, hey, we were both working at a school system in Camden, and I said, hey, man, like, if you could come and preach for me, that would be awesome. And so he was like, yeah, I'll come. And so when he came to preach, I called him afterwards. He was asking me. He was like, "Hey, like, how you know Telly?" And I was like, "Telly, Telly, that's my cousin." Like, so you know, you know Aunt Dot? And I was like, her grandma like, "Why are you calling my aunt Aunt Dot? Like, why are you calling my aunt her, your aunt? Like, what's going on?" And so come to find out like he and I are related. <laughs> like my my aunt called me she was watching the service. She's like, how you know that boy? <laughs> like, he's a grown man. Like, But she's like, how you know that boy who preached for you today? And I was like, we used to work together. And she said, listen, black people, you're going to get this. He said, she said, who is his mama? <laughs> I was like, I, you, I don't know who his mama is. Like, I don't, I don't know. So I asked him and come to find out, like, that his mom and my aunt are cousins and they grew up Together and they look alike and all that kind of stuff like that. So I just thought that was hilarious and I wanted to share that with y'all. Um, and so now I got somebody to come and preach for me all the time because he's my cousin. <laughs> um, so you guys have been walking through uh, this thing called summer jams. Um, and so I, I didn't want to jump out of that. I was going to do like another series, but I didn't want to jump too quickly out of that. Um, I wanted to stay there. Um, but I wanted to kind of, like, insert, a, like, a mini-series in there. Because um, we're talking about jams, summer jams, like y- your songs and stuff like that. This next little collection I wanted to do is from the Songs of Ascent uh, in the Book of Songs. And so we've been listening to the summer jams over the course of the summer, and uh, I want to take us through some songs that are in the Bible, actually. Uh, we got some good songs. In the Bible, it's a whole lot of them, um, but this collection here, uh, the Songs of Ascent, is a special group of songs, uh, Psalms comprising of like uh, Psalm one twenty through Psalm one twenty four. Didn't know who you asked, um, but they're also called like the Pilgrim Songs. Um, these were the Psalms that were sung as weary travelers were making their way to the three festivals of the year, and so they had to traverse through. Uh, some unpaved terrain. We think about, like, in our day, like, we walk on the sidewalk. They didn't have that. Like, they just were some well uh, trodden paths that they walked. Um, and so, as they were walking up these paths and oftentimes up these hills, uh, they were tired and they were coming from long distances. And in order to encourage themselves, they would sing these songs um, that are in these um, from the Psalms. And so, um, I'm going to look at those today. I'm going to look at a few of them uh, over the the next couple of weeks. Um, really quickly, next week, I want to say it clearly next week, we won't be meeting here in our building. We'll be meeting at 1201 North Van Buren. That's at City Church of Wilmington. So we're going to be gathering together uh, with one of our partner churches. Um, City Church has been a great, great, great friend to us since we arrived here in uh, Wilmington. Um, they've supported us uh, financially as a church, uh, as a young church plant. They supported us. Um, And when my wife and I moved to Wilmington from Camden, we moved here, their church was there unpacking boxes and moving us into our place. And so they're really good friends of ours. And they were like, hey, like, we want to, like, have a service with you guys and have a cookout afterward. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, we can do that. Um, so they so we're gonna go over there to their spot. They got a lot more space than we do, uh, so invite a friend because <laughs> there's some space that so we can go over there, and we're gonna have a good time together with our friends over at city church. So remember, do not come here next Sunday. We won't be here. We'll be at city church of Wilmington. same time ten thirty. Thank you for that clarifying question. Thank you ten thirty a m everybody understand that, okay. All right, so I don't want to hear nothing. If you come here next week, if that's where everybody yet? I don't even want to hear it, okay? So uh, let's jump into this. Um, I'll be in Psalm 121 today. Psalm 121. Hear the words of the psalmist here. Verse 1. We'll have it up for you on the screens if you don't have It, it says, I will lift my eyes towards the hills or the mountains. I learned it as hills. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. Anybody glad about that? <laughs> the Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter, right? A shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm, and he will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and your going, both now and forever. Father, I pray, God, by your spirit, God, that you would be with us today. God, I pray that you would speak to us clearly today through your word. God, I pray today, Father, that you would, that your spirit, God, would dwell with us, God, as the word comes forward. God, giving us ears to hear today. God, what the spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. And so, Father, I pray, God, today, God, that, that everyone under the sound of my voice might receive something today. God, I pray that this word would get deep down into the marrow of their soul, Father, because we know that your word is a, is, a, is a double-edged sword, Father, severing from the marrow and the bone. And so, God, get this word in the marrow of our, of our bones, God. Get it down in our souls today. And so, Lord, I pray, God, by your spirit, God, that you would continue to be with us. Bless this time together as we sit under the word, because we love the word here at Epiphany. Uh, and, God, we pray, God, and we bless you. We give you honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody says Amen. In 2017, there was a hit song that came out. It was it was really a club hit. Um y'all know, because some of y'all was in the clubs in 2017. Y'all know what's going on. Um but this song re- was released in 2017 uh by Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Uh and when this song was released, like people were going crazy because it was such a hype song. It was up. See, that's that's my New York contingent over there. They know what's going on. (laughs) And so when that song came out, I mean, it was crazy. And so part of the song was they were saying, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. And then they just kept going. And I want to submit to us today that we're all the way up. We go through some valleys, we go through some difficulty, we go through some tumultuous times, but at the end of it all, we're all the way up. And see, when you're going throughout your life, you only get that kind of confidence by looking up. That's why the psalmist says here, he says, I will lift my eyes to the hills. And so we're talking about these songs of ascent. This this ascent comes from this idea of something going up. It's this climactic progression of something. It's this this act or condition of something moving upward and forward at the same time. And so as we're talking about these songs of ascent in this series, Summer Jams, what I want to get us to understand is this, is that God is calling us towards an upward progression in life. See, God's calling us to be moving forward and upward all at the same time. And some of us, we've become content with just where we are, and we've settled in the place where we are, and then we get confused about why things aren't happening the way we want them to happen. We get confused about why things aren't taking place the way we want them to. But that's because we've settled ourselves and being content and just standing still. But I want to encourage us today as we're looking at this, the psalmist tells us, listen, the way for you to be all the way up is to lift your eyes towards the hills. Now, as we're looking at this, this language here about lifting your eyes, this language here suggests that it's a fight to lift your eyes. It's talking about that that it's it's something that you you bear, it's something that you carry. It's not easy always looking to God while you're journeying. Like, it's not always easy looking to God while you're journeying throughout life. It can be one of the most difficult things to keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. But the psalmist is encouraging us. He's saying, listen, I I know that it's difficult. I know this is something that you need to carry, something you need to bear, but lift your eyes to the hills. He's telling them, he says, listen, it's not always easy. Sometimes lifting your eyes is just a burden that we got to bear. But most of us, the problem is, is that we love living life on our own terms. Sometimes it's easier to rely on yourself. But just because it's easier doesn't mean it's better. And when you're climbing up the hill of life, it can be difficult to look up. Here's one of of the reasons why it's difficult to look up is that there's enemies all around you. See, some of us don't look up because we're focused on the enemies that are around us. See, some of us don't look up because the elements aren't in our favor. See, I'm I'm preaching the Bible to you because this passage is talking about these these travelers, these sojourners, they're they're heading up to, to Israel for the feast. And as they're heading up there, they're facing a lot of difficulty. Sometimes they're traveling, and the weather's not good. Sometimes they're traveling, and they got enemies coming after. Sometimes they're traveling, and then exhaustion gets on their back. I don't know about you, but I've been exhausted before. I've been exhausted a lot (laughs) lately, and a lot of us are feeling the same way. We're exhausted, and in the midst of our exhaustion, it's difficult to lift our eyes to the hills. It's difficult in our exhaustion to to look to God as our source instead of looking at ourselves as a source. And so lifting our eyes is a beautiful burden that we get to bear as followers of Jesus. Remember that while they were traveling, there were no real roads at that time. It was just this well-trodden path that they were going across as they were navigating through valleys and along rivers and over mountain passes. And it's easy to imagine how this psalm might have been sung by some hopeful, weary travelers as they were traveling for days to get to their destination. Their feet were sore. Like, their muscles were hurting. And they were just trying to navigate. But then there was a point here when they got close to the city of God where they could see the hills. See, these sojourners, they're getting there and they're traveling. And as they get to the end of their, their, their travels, they see the hills, and suddenly these hills of Judah in the distance, they start to give them some strength. And as they're looking to the hills, they gain some strength. And what they do is they break out in the song and they say, I will lift up my eyes to the hills where my help comes from. But then they don't stop there. They tell you, they say, Listen, my help, it don't come from them hills. It comes from the Lord, <laughs> the maker of heaven and earth. Some writers would suggest that. This was like the evening song right before the last encampment, like right as they were getting ready to go up. Like they traveled so far, they took a nap, and they were getting ready for the next day's journey. And this was the song that they were getting ready to sing as they got up and go travel the next day. And so what we need to have, family, we got to have some songs in our hearts as we're traveling throughout this life. We got to have some songs in our heart. We got to have some scripture in our heart that we reflect on as we're going throughout difficulties because we got to have the word written in our hearts so that we won't, we won't sin against the Lord. And what happens is, is that weary travelers, sometimes we get caught up and we get caught up into sin. We get caught up because of our exhaustion and our weariness and, and we start walking into stuff that we know we don't have no business walking into. We start stepping into places that we know we shouldn't really be stepping into. We start snapping on people that we know we really shouldn't be snapping on because we're frustrated and we're weary. That's why you got to have the word of God in your heart. You got to have some songs in your heart. You got to have some stuff that helps to transition you as you're traveling. And so what we see is, tell them to look their eyes to the mountains where their help comes This idea of help here is so good. It's talking about the one who helps, but it's talking about one who helps or provides assistance in times of hardship and distress. So when we're talking about this help, the writer is letting us know, listen, I know that you're in distress. I know that you've been weary. I know that you've been frustrated and tired, but don't worry. You got some help on the way. You, you you don't have to worry because you got help on the way. You got some help that's coming to you. And the psalmist in, in Psalm one forty six and five, he says this. He says, "Happy is the one whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is is the Lord our God." It says that they're happy, and when you've got the Lord as your help, then you can have a different disposition about life. See, so many of us we, we walk around and we we just. <laughs> We just got, uh, what is that called? What is that? Uh, RBF. Our face is just like, we just not even like, don't talk to me. Like, I don't want to hear from nobody. <laughs> and sometimes we, they try to be like, oh, that's just my face. But the reality is, is that it's your heart. And so we try to act like it's just our face. We try to act like that's just the condition of, of how our face settles when we're, when we're just sitting there doing nothing. But the reality is, is that there's a disposition in your heart that's causing your face to look like that. That's why God asked the question, why is your countenance falling? Because he recognized that there was a connection between your face and your heart. And so when your heart is not in the right place, then your face won't be in the right place either. And so what it tells us here, the passage is saying, it's happy is happy as the one whose help is the Lord. And so when you go throughout life, you can have a disposition of happiness because you recognize that no matter what's going on, no matter what's taking place, no matter what the difficulty is, you got God as your help, and he will settle you and satisfy you regardless of what's going on in your life. Happy is the one whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. You got to recognize that the Lord is your God. And what that means is that if he's your God, then that means that whatever it is you're facing, he's in control of it. See, and we try to, we try to think in our minds like, like oh, God, sometimes we, we t- take this idea in our heads like God's taking time off, like God's on vacation. He don't need that. In the past, he's the psalmist. He's going to tell us that. He says he neither slumbers nor sleeps. But it says, happy is the one who with the Lord, having the Lord as your help. Leads to happiness, but the second part of that, it says it leads to hope. And if we're honest, some of us are struggling because we lack hope. If we're honest, some of us are struggling because we can't see our way up. See, the the Bible tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so, I'm not naive up here. I know sometimes you were hoping in some stuff, hoping for some things to happen, and it didn't happen. And now you've developed a sickness in your heart where you can't can't really trust anybody anymore. I I, I want to believe God for this, but I just I just been beat up so much. Like I, I don't I don't know. I I feel like I've been let down so many times. Like the 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 the. the thing that happened in my life just happened and I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. The reason why we can't see our way up is because we've lost hope. But here's what you got to understand. Thomas tells us in Psalm 124 and 8, he says, our help, watch this, is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven. See, our help and our hope is found nowhere else but in the name of the Lord. Now you're sitting there, you're like, what's the name, who's the name of the Lord? <laughs> like, what's his name? <laughs> John? Like, what's his name? The name of the Lord, we're going to see this. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, tells us that if we confess with our mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, I, I need you to understand this, is that the, the greatest help that we need, the greatest hope that we need in our lives is the salvation of our souls. See, that's the greatest hope that we need. is our souls being saved from sin, sin and damnation. That's what we need. That's our greatest help that we need. And the source of that help is Jesus, It says that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, like, and I I, I think we don't really get that in our minds, and sometimes we kind of gloss over that portion, like God raised a man from the dead, like a, a dead man got up. And see, it's not the first time it happened in the Bible because there's some stories in the Bible where, where people were raised from the dead. But the difference with the story of Jesus is that when Jesus got up, he stayed up. More than that, when Jesus got up, he said, I'm all the way up. And so what we got to realize is, is that the hope that we have, the hope that we need, the hope that's in, that we need to have in us is the hope of salvation. And the hope of salvation, the scripture tells us that salvation is found in no other name but in the name of Jesus. And this is a declaration for the lost, but it's also a declaration for the found. See, what we got to understand is, is that in Proverbs 18.10, it says that the name of the Lord, watch this, is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they're protected or they're saved, right? The word protected there, this was so good when I saw it, the word protected can literally be translated as raised high. That's why I'm declaring today that nothing can stop you. (laughs) You're all the way up. (laughs) That's why I'm declaring today that nothing can stop you. Because if the Lord is a strong tower for you and you walk in righteousness, you can run into the Lord and find safety and protection. That means that the Lord will raise you up high. Nothing can stop you. And so what he says here, listen, he says, listen, back to the verse. Verse 2, he says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This maker talks about somebody who fashions something or uh, who produces something, forms forms something. Um, and I'm from Jersey. I know I'm from... Jersey. I'm from Camden, right? Um, but there's a city close by to Camden called Trenton, New Jersey. Anybody heard of Trenton, New Jersey? All right, so Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, Trenton, New Jersey, they have a sign on their bridge that says, Trenton makes the world takes. I don't know some stuff. Check y'all out. Y'all know that. And so here's what the reality is, is that some of us are leaning on the world instead of leaning on the maker. So many of us are are leaning on the world to satisfy us, to give us hope. So many of us are leaning on the world to give us what only the maker can give us. And so I'll substitute Triton makes and say God makes, the world takes. And so while y'all around here relying on the universe... I'm going to rely on its maker. See, while y'all relying on the universe to give y'all wisdom and to, to help y'all out and to, to fix things and to reshape stuff, I'm going to rely on the maker of the universe, the one who spoke to the stars and said, this is where you go. This is your alignment. The one who told the ocean, don't go any further than that. You stay right there. The one who told the mountains, listen, I want you to go this high and you stay there. The one who speaks to the volcanoes and says, listen, don't you do anything. You stay dormant for a while. I want you to chill out. We're talking about the maker of the universe as the one that we place our hope and our trust in. Because God makes and the world takes. See, what we need is not the gods of nature, but we need nature's God. And so many of us are relying on the gods of nature. We got crystals on our neck and we got sage burning in our house, and we're doing all these different kinds of things, trying to obtain some kind of safety and security. But the security that you need is not found in made things, it's not found in created things, it's found in the creator. We don't need the gods of nature, we need nature's God. We need the creator. One theologian says this, he says the thought of this verse in verse 2, he says, it leaps beyond the hills to the universe and beyond the universe to its maker. In that, we have a living help, a primary, personal, wise, and immeasurable help is what we have. And here's what we got to know. The universe ain't sustaining nothing. The universe needs something to sustain it. And we know what's sustaining the universe from Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. It tells us, it says, for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominion or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him. And watch this, and they've been created for him as well, verse 17, it tells us this. It says that he is before all things, and by him, all things hold together. I used to live next door to a, um, a physicist. He teaches at University of Delaware. And he told me one time, and i told this story before, but he told me one time, he walked over to my front lawn. I was living on 20th Street at the time. I didn't have much of a lawn. <laughs> but he came over to my lawn and he pulled up a blade of grass. He just plucked it. And I said, Man, why are you pulling up my little bit of grass? Like, I only got a little bit. And so he pulled it, held it up and he said this He said, Do you know that in the tip of this blade of grass is enough energy to blow off the northern half of the East Coast? And I said, Bro, what you talking about? Like, <laughs> <Why ain't> that. <laughs> <laughs> don't make no sense. Like, what do you mean? He said, no, seriously. He said, there's enough energy in the tip of this blade of grass to blow off the northern half of the East Coast. He said, but there's something holding the molecules together. He said, and scientists haven't been able to figure out what it is that's holding them together. And when he told me that, I said, I know what it is. It's Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. It is that him who's before all things and by all things, he's holding all things together. It's Jesus who's holding things together. And so when you might think your life is falling apart, you better realize that God is holding all things together. You might feel like your marriage is falling apart, but you need to realize in your heart that it is Jesus who holds all things together. Your career might be falling apart, but God is the one who holds all things together. Your mind might be falling apart, but Jesus is the one who holds all things together. So you don't got to worry about it. You don't got to be concerned. (laughs) You all the way up (laughs) because Jesus is holding you together. Jesus is holding your circumstances together. It might seem like you're going through the worst thing in your life, but Jesus is holding it together. And you may not even see it. You might not even be able to see what's taking place or what's going to happen. But here's what you got to know is that Jesus is holding all things together and his plans are better than our plans. His ways are better than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. All the things that we think we need to hold on to, all the stuff that we think we need to use and perform, Jesus says, I can make a way out of no way. Jesus said, I can make something happen even when it seems like nothing is going to happen. So we got to realize in our hearts, family, that the one we serve is holding all things together. Listen, if you're going to be all the way up, you got to know three things. I'm going to tell you real quick. Here's, a, here's one of them. is You got to know that your protector is up. Verse 3, it says that he will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. It says here that he will not allow your foot to slip. This mean, that literally means that he will not give your foot permission to slip. God will not give your foot permission to be moved. It says that, in fact, that that when you're all the way up, well, here's what you realize. When you're all the way up, you're immovable. When you're all the way up, circumstances in your life, they don't move you. They don't shake you. And when you're holding on to the firm foundation that you have in Christ, you're immovable. In fact, the scripture tells us in Peter, it says that when you got hope, you got an anchor for your soul. See when you when you when you got Jesus, you got an anchor for your soul. What anchors do is they hold the boats in place so that the boats don't drift off while the fisherman's trying to fish. And so what Jesus is saying, listen: when you need hope in your life, you better put when you need some anchoring in your life, you better grab hold to some hope so that you can stay still and don't drift away when life comes at you and when the waves and winds try to knock you away. He says he won't let your foot slip. In other words, God won't allow. Your foot it, 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 it's, it's, it's weird it's a weird word it's talking about being broken-footed. It, like God won't mm-hmm. allow you to be broken-footed out here, meaning that you can stand and you can endure. So God will call you to be able to endure through whatever life comes, comes, comes your way. but he says he won't let your life won't let your, want your life slip. won't let your foot slip. <laughs> Another translation talk about it like you, your foot won't be able to be moved, but it's this idea. Of, of some like, like a shaking, wavering bar that's used for carrying. See, in that day, they, they would carry things with a yoke, and so they have a yoke across their back, and they'd have two things weighted on the side of it, you sometimes water and stuff like that. And as they were carrying it, the, 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 the bar would bend. And so there was a weight that was causing the bar to bend. And although it shook, it didn't break. And that's what God is saying to us in this passage that is that although it might shake, although the bar might bend a little bit, although the bar might have a little bit of a bow in it from from being used over and over again, the reality is, is that as you're going along, family, the bar won't break because God won't allow it to. And some of you got to admit that you've had some shaky bars on your back. (laughs) You've had some shaky bars on your back. (laughs) I, I was looking at this video on Instagram and the dude was trying to lift all this weight and the bar was bending. <laughs> like it was just bending in the middle. Like, bro, tripping, like, falling. <laughs> like, ain't no need for all of that. Like, so he got this bar and it's just bending. And then what happened while it was bending was that he didn't have it clamped properly and the weight started falling off on the one side and it took him and just flipped him and he did a cartwheel. And I was like, damn, bro, crazy. And some of y'all, that happened to y'all. Like, you did a cartwheel. But what I realized, what I realized watching it, even though the dude did a cartwheel, he was still holding on to the bar. And so you got to have that kind of resolve in your life that even if the weight slips a little bit, I'm still going to hold on to the bar. And see, in your life, the bar is Jesus. Like he is the one who's carrying the weight for you. You think it's you carrying the weight because you put it on your back, but the reality is that Jesus is the one bearing the majority of the weight. Is this? They won't allow your foot to slip, and the protector, the Lord, will be your protector. He will not slumber. Protector will not slumber. When, um, when they asked the Greek general Alexander the Great, y'all heard of him. He killed a lot of people. (laughs) But Alexander the Great, they asked him, they said, how can you sleep so soundly when there's so much personal danger around you? And he replied to him, he said, that's because my faithful guard is watching. This word protector here talks about a guard or a keeper. So when they ask him how you sleep so well, he's saying, listen, I got a faithful keeper who stands by my side, and he doesn't sleep. He's watching while I sleep. So how much more soundly should we sleep when we've got God who never sleeps or slumbers, and he's guarding us? How much more can we sleep? How much better should we be able to sleep? We got God watching over us. Since my father passed, I've been struggling with like mild insomnia. It's, it's difficult for me, to and so <laughs> I was just sitting there some nights, just like staring at the ceiling, like able to see. And then my wife was like, "Why don't you put some music on?" I started putting worship songs. In. And as I laid there, worship songs. In. And so what I realized is that in the midst of my mountain, I had to shift my focus. See, I was focusing on my problem. I was looking up on the fact that my father was gone. I wasn't going to be able to talk to him. Anymore. not going to be able to text him. anymore. not going to be able to root for the cowboys with him anymore. Y'all deal with that. <laughs> But I had all this stuff going on in my mind. And in order for me to get rest, I had to shift my focus. And once I shifted my focus from my problem to my provider, I was able to get rest that night. And the passage says that God never slumbers or sleeps. That slumbering is to be drowsy. Like God don't even get drowsy. He's not even like fighting to stay up. He's just up. But then it says that he doesn't sleep. This sleep means that he doesn't slack. He's your protector. He's your provider. And he doesn't slack. And so God not slacking (laughs) means you won't come up lacking. See, when you realize that God doesn't slack, he, he doesn't have the ability to do that. Like, he doesn't even have the ability or the capability to slack. When you realize that, you'll look at deficiencies in your life and you won't consider them lack anymore. You'll just consider them pathways to provision. You'll consider them roads to God providing for you, roads to God making a way for you, roads to God being your helper. Here's the next one. It says that if you're going to be all the way up, you've got to realize that your provider is up and that your shelter is up. It says, verse 5, it says, the Lord protects you, and the Lord is a shelter by your right side. This protector, again, is a sustainer. It means that nothing can stop you because God sustains you. Nothing can get you because God guards you. And so it's talking about him being a shelter. This idea of shelter, uh, it, it, it can also be defined as a shade or a shadow. So it's talking about in the midst of your hottest days, in the midst of your fiery trials, God is a shade and a shadow of protection for you. He'll be your shelter. But this word also talks about him being a defense for you. And so what we have to realize, and and there's a song called uh, Defender, like we have to realize that God is our defender. He is our protector. And so we get so wrapped up and concerned in so many things, but we forget that we've got the strongest power in the universe protecting us. We've got the strongest power in the universe, the one who which Tolbert saying and said that he's never been defeated. We, he, he'll never be defeated. We've got him by our side and he is our defender. But it says that by your right, he, he's a protector. <clears throat> he's a shelter by your right side. And if you this idea I want to help you to see this this idea is that on the way to Jerusalem, right, what would be to your right would be the south. I love the Bible because the bible's not he 's not just using phrases and words like he 's telling you something, and so when it talks about something being by your right side the the shelter by your right side that 's because as these travelers were traveling what would have been to their right side was the south. And in David's day, what was to the south of him were the enemies of Israel. The Amalekites were to the south. The Moabites were to the south. The Edomites were to the south. And so the Lord is proclaiming in this by declaring that he is your shelter by your right side. He's saying that your enemies won't be able to even get to you because I'm your protector and I'm protecting you from the enemies that are trying to come against you. That's why the the, the scripture tells us very clearly, like, what's going on here? Like, we just read over stuff. We don't get any context. Like, we don't really dive into studying the Bible and all that kind of stuff like that. We need to do that because we'll get some real truths out of that and realize that, yeah, God's by your right side. He's he's a shelter by your right side. But that means he's protecting you from your enemies that are coming from the south. Now, here's what we know. He keeps going in verse 6. He says, the sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. Now, we get the sun not striking you by day, right? Cuz the sun is hot. And in that Middle Eastern portion of the con- the world, like it got hot. And so it's saying that the sun won't strike you or smite you by day, meaning that like you ain't going to get heat stroke out here, right? <laughs> You're not going to get sunstroke. But when it talks about the moon not striking you by night, I was like, "What what is he talking about? Like there's genuine danger of sunstroke, right? In those hot regions, genuine danger of sunstroke. But there's no reason to think that the moon is threatening. Like, why would the moon be threatening? In spite of the fact that the Latin word lunatic comes the word lunatic comes from a Latin word which has a stem in it, luna, which is the moon. And so it reflects this ancient Near Eastern belief that exposure to the moon's rays would disorder your mind. And so what the psalmist is really saying is that though figuratively there's no harm to you from the moon, is that he's combating that ancient Near Eastern idea is that the moon would cause you to go crazy and lose your mind. And he's saying, listen, in the midst of your journey and while you're traveling at night, sometimes you feel like you're traveling at night and you're traveling in the middle of the darkness, and sometimes when you're going through that, it feels like you're going a little crazy. It feels like you're by yourself. It feels like nobody's with you. It feels like you're doing this all alone. But he's telling them, he's saying, listen, the sun won't strike you by day and the moon won't strike you by night. You're not crazy out here because the Lord is by your side. And so here's the last one. I have a little bit more for you, but I got time. I don't have time. It talks about. If you're going to be all the way up, you've got to realize your protector is up and that your shelter is up. And then the last one is that your life is up. Verse 7, it says that the Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and your going, both now and forever. This protection here, he's talking about protecting you from harm. And, and I love this it says he'll protect you from all harm, Right? Not just some. <laughs> He'll protect you from all harm. That harm there in this passage is unpleasantness. It's evil. It talks about evil, unkindness, unhappiness. And it says that he will protect you from that stuff. Romans 8.35 tells us, it says, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He jumps down to verse 37 he says, no. And all these things, hear this, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Then he tells us in verse 38 and 39, here's what I want us to be. Paul says, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present in my life, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, no created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Family, when you realize that, that, that your life is up, <laughs> when you realize that your life is with him, when you realize that your protection and your shelter is with him, you can be persuaded. You can live a life that is persuaded that no matter what's going on in your life, I can sing the song that I will lift my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help, it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He won't allow my foot to slip. He will be a protector who does not slumber or sleep. And so nothing can stop you Because God has given you life. Jude, the brother of Jesus, he says this. He says, now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory majesty, power, and authority before all time, now, and forevermore. All that means is that God will protect your coming and your going, both now and forever. One by one, he'll protect you. (laughs) And because he's your protector, you're all the way up. Because he's your shelter, you're all the way up. (laughs) Because he's your redeemer, you're all the way up. And it's because of the Savior that nothing can stop us. We're all the way up. Maybe you're here today and you've been down. Some of you have been down bad. But maybe you're here and you're down can't see your way up. We don't typically do this all the time, but I'm going to pray for you today. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you to be courageous. Come up here to the front. I'm going to pray for you. Because what I recognize and I know is that God, when he's by our side, nothing can stop us. And nothing can keep us down. So if you're here today and you just need some prayer, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God would help you to see your way up today. pray that God would help you to see that he is the way up. Is there another person who needs some prayer today? I just want to pray for you. Pray that God would help you see your way up. So come on, Everybody else, stretch your hands towards our brothers and sisters here. Stand in solidarity with me. Heavenly Father, we lift you up today. God, I pray for these, your children, God. God, I pray, God, that you would strengthen them. God, I pray, God, that you would renew their hope in you, God. God, I pray, God, that you would give them everything that they need, Jesus. Some of them are weary travelers who have been longing for direction, longing for something to guide them. God, I pray, God, that you would lead them and guide them, direct them, be a light unto their path. God, I pray, Father, by your spirit, God, that you would direct them today, God. Help them see their way up today. them know that regardless of what's taking place, regardless of who says what, that there's nothing that can separate them from the love of God. but I help pray that you would help them know that today. God, I pray that you would cover them. God, life gets difficult, challenges get hard, but God, you are a provider. Deliver and so, God, I ask, God, that you would restore strength, God. God, I pray that you would restore hope today, God. God, I pray, God, that you would restore confidence today. God, I pray that you would bring peace today, Jesus. God, bring peace in our homes today, God. Bring peace all around us, God. Bring peace in our marriages. God, bring peace... In our families today, Jesus. God, be a shelter for us. Strengthen us, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus where there is power, God. A name that has all power. God, you've got all power in your hands, Jesus. God, I pray that we might know that you've got all power, God. God, I pray, God, that you would deliver Set free, God. Break the bondages that are in our lives today, Jesus. And God, I pray for all that we're struggling with, God. Help us to know that you are the way up. God, as we stand today, God, we have voices in our minds that are telling us we're not the man that we think we are. That we're not the woman we think we are. God, I pray that you would deliver us from those evil thoughts, God, that try to creep in our minds, God. And God, I pray that you would renew strength today. God, I pray that you would bond us together like only you can. Bond us together, God, like only you can. And God, give us a resolve today. Give us a resolve, God. That if nobody else stands with you, I'll stand. That if nobody else will, I will. God, I pray, God, that you would bless us, strengthen us today. God, thank you for these brave brothers and sisters today. Help them to know that they will never be defeated. Bless them. Strengthen them. Give them everything that they need. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Let's uh, prepare our hearts for communion. This is a time during our gathering where we just pause to remember. Scripture tells us that as often as we partake of this meal together, that we ought to do it in remembrance of Jesus. In remembrance of his death, his dying. And so, let's prepare our hearts for that. Stand together. Scripture says that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it, passed it around to his disciples, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Let's all eat together in remembrance of his body, which was broken for us on the cross. same way Jesus took the cup. He said this cup is the cup of the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. (laughs) Let's all drink together celebrating that the blood has washed away our sins. Let's celebrate the King. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray this blessing over you. Um, before I do, let me remind you again that next Sunday, we will not be meeting in our building. We'll be meeting at City Church of Wilmington, 1201 North Van Buren Street at 1030 a.m. Okay? Okay? don't come here all right my wife and I again we're really thankful for you guys for um, all the phone calls and showing up and helping us and um, but I'm really thankful for my wife just holding me down during that time like she's my rock (laughs) Um, and listen I'm a big joker, but she held me while I cried. She did. I'm not scared to say that. Like, she was holding me while I was crying. And um, I'm thankful for you, babe. I love you. Um, So let me pray this blessing over you guys. Um, And um, we'll dismiss you and send you on your way. Father, I pray that you would bless these, your children. God, I pray today, God, as they depart from this place, (laughs) that they know they're not departing from your presence. And so, Father, I pray, God, that you would strengthen them on their way, God. God, give them a resolve to serve you, to love you. God to pursue you, to love others, to pursue others, God to forgive one another, to bear one another's burdens, God to care for one another, God, and practice the one another's of scripture, and so God. I pray that God bless them, strengthen them as they go out into the world today. Help them to go in power in Jesus name. I pray. You are dismissed. We love you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you.